Welcome to Small Business Big Network, the podcast for small business owners who want big results from their networking. I'm Liz Drury, a freelance voiceover artist who knows that if you're not working, then networking could help. Trevor Meriden is the founder of Meriborn Media, a company which develops high-quality content and engaged networks for its clients. When Trevor started out with networking, it was all about what he could get out of it. But now it's very much more about what he can give. Thank you very much for being my podcast guest today, Trevor. It's an absolute pleasure to be here, Liz. Now, you're the founder of Meriborn Media, which we'll have a chat about in a minute. But um, you've had quite an interesting career path. Um, tell me what your journey has been. I believe you started out at the Bank of England. Yeah, um, it, it's. Um, I wish I could say it was some sort of hugely a part of some huge grand design, <laughs> you know. But it, it kind of came through a series of iterations and realizing that I was good at some things but not at others. And and it started off at the bank where I I was actually an economist. So I was, I was what's mm. called a sort of econometrician, which is like a mathematical economist. Yeah. So before I was ever a words nerd, later on in journalism, I was I was a numbers nerd. And I, I, so I was cranking the handle of the bank's economic model and we were producing all these numbers and poring over all the data. And I realised sort of fairly early on that there were lots of very, very clever people at the bank who were kind of a bit better than me mm. at doing that. And uh, so they were better at the numbers. But I was better at telling stories around mm. the numbers. And um, so I kind of realised, I thought, well, there's a strength here that I need to play to. And I had four very happy years, but then I decided that I wanted to to just write about about numbers. About so I, I used my economic specialism and knowledge to be an economic journalist. So I went off to the um, to the Economist Group after that. Okay, and and how long did you um, did you stay in jur- journalism, and and what kinds of thing were you writing? Well, I mean, it was it was kind of mainly sort of writing economic reports to start with. And then I and then I kind of went into, you know, I suppose what you might call sort of mainstream sort of business journalism. And and I actually really struggled you know, to sort of persuade people at the time that I was able to sort of make that transfer from being a economist who wrote a bit to being a, a journalist you mm. know, who could sort of write about most things. And I knocked on a lot of doors and, and, and a lot of them shut in my face. <laughs> and, um, and then eventually I met this guy working for a magazine uh, called Management Today called Charles Skinner who said, uh, you're not a journalist, are you? But you want to get into journalism. And I said, yes. And he goes, that's fantastic, because I wasn't a journalist either. He'd mm. got into journalism, and he was a sort of... And he he was actually looking for somebody who hadn't had formal training yeah. as a journalist, because I think he saw a lot of the formally trained journalists and, and felt that they were a, a quite narrow in their focus, whereas I'd had a bit of life experience mm-hmm. at that point. And when I got into the sort of the, uh, the journalism office, I, I kind of... I realised that being uh, a business uh, journalism magazine at Management Today, lots of surveys came into the office and a lot of the other sort of journalists um, sort of ran away from the surveys because they, mm. were, they were f- afraid of the numbers. Yeah. And, and whereas I liked the numbers and I ran towards them. Yeah. And so I kind of found a sort of comfort zone and a little bit of a niche in sort of writing up surveys and building my own confidence as a journalist in that way. And so I had a happy time doing that and then I joined a um, a magazine called Internet Business during the dot com yeah. boom and bust and so I was put in charge of this magazine and and when it was it was an extraordinary thing I don't know if you you remember that time or, mm. or or not but 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 during the dot com boom 
um, I was producing this magazine and it was just getting bigger and bigger and fatter and fatter <laughs> with more, more and more advertising in it all the time. And my publishers were saying things to me like, Trevor, you're the best editor in the world because everything you're doing is working. <laughs> and, and, and I was going, oh, oh, right, okay, that's, that's a shame. And then, of course, the bubble burst yeah. and things started going down. And, um, and, and then they turned to me and said, Trevor, you're terrible. You know, <laughs> nothing you're doing is working and it's all your fault. And, and, I, and, I, and I kind of realised after a while that I was in this, you know, uh, you know we, we kind of suspected that there was a bubble around it, but mm. we, we kind of then realised that actually I was neither a, a brilliant editor nor a terrible editor. I was, I was a decent editor, you know, in the, in the middle of a kind of extraordinary, extraordinary time. Mm. And um, uh, and then they put me onto a... They said, well, actually, we think you've done all right. And we're going to put you onto a nice, safe magazine called HR Magazine for mm. HR professionals. They're nice people. They're people people. You're a people person. You can talk to them and, uh, you know, and you'll all get on fine. And, and that was actually where I found a real love of um, writing about, you know, the areas that I now specialise in writing about, which is sort of um, leadership, management, learning, sort of development of sort of human potential, you know. Yeah. And, and so I did that for a, a while. And I did that for about four years. And, and we and we grew this magazine quite a lot. And, you know, and I just, I just and I thought, well, this is, this is, this is fantastic. But I had something lurking within me at that point is that I'd been an editor, you know, a guy who sort of writes stuff and I just, and I wanted to um, run stuff, mm. if you like. You know, I wanted to to own my own business, run my own business. I hadn't got the first Scooby-Doo on how to <laughs> how to do it. Um, so so I, just as I was thinking about that, someone came along um, who was... Uh, working, uh, you know, in a in a PR business, a sort of thriving but quite young PR business, mm. about twenty people, and uh, and said, well, actually, we're just looking for somebody just like you to work in this PR business. So that wasn't my own business, mm. but they, I thought, if I could sort of learn at her shoulder for mm. about sort of three or four years, that's what I'll do. So so then, I sort of so I, I put away my pen for a few years, and and I and 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 I sort of went into the PR business where I was on the other side of the fence, pitching into the people that I used to, you know, I used to be, yeah. and um, and so we we, so I specialising though in the whole kind of leadership management, and what did I learn about PR during that time? Well, virtually nothing <laughs> that I didn't already know, but I learned a lot about helping to run a business, yeah, and, and so I built that up and uh, we grew that business from about a million to about three and a half million and um uh, in in about three uh, in about four years and we and then i i just decided that i want to do it myself mm. i want to i want to set up my own business so that's where i am now in a, a, a business where i am halfway between the worlds of sort of of being a journalist and working in pr where I produce content, but it's for the corporate market, yes. and so it's like thought leadership papers and yeah. and so on, things like that. That the, the um, some people like that term, thought leadership. Some people don't. But but whatever it is, what you're trying to do is you're trying to position the client uh, in the top of people's minds, yeah. Um, yeah, for for their market. Yeah. So who are your clients, and what kind of businesses do you do you work with? Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's it's kind of my specialism, I suppose, is in the business-to-business -business market. So that's businesses selling to other businesses. Mm. 
and specifically more it's to do with uh, HR um, cert providers you know um, who are who are trying to they are trying to sell into HR directors a lot of the time so um, so I would be uh, you know, you could be talking about anything you know that affects the world of an employee. So you could be talking about you know people developing onboarding um, mm. programs, or you could be talking about uh, recruiters, or you could be talking about people who develop help to develop people's careers while they're in a business, or you could be talking about um, outplacement businesses when you you don't want the people anymore. <laughs> you know, so so right across that, what they kind of call the employee life cycle, I will help businesses. Um, uh, sort of position themselves but I also work with you know I mean I work with uh, organizations like the Top Employers Institute which is a tremendous business that's kind of certifying other best practice employers and so you get to see and write about all these fantastic best practices that are going on in some companies because despite what you may read the horror stories of um, of bad employment practices um, there there are a lot of people who are trying their very best to do the right thing by their employees a lot of the time. Some manage it better than others, but but most are trying to do the right thing. So I'm, I'm, I kind of try and write, a, so I write about those things for that client, for example. And then I've got a whole bunch of other clients who, who will be working in that kind of space that in some way they're providing a service to another business. Mm. So what kind of content and materials are, are you producing for your clients? Where, where is it going? <clears throat> Well, um, what what I do is, I mean, my my specialism, I suppose, in particular, is around this thing that we call thought leadership papers, you know, position papers, where where you are taking um, and I, it's about the, the taking of the issues that you work with the clients to um, to say to them. What are the issues that your clients are facing? You know, you, the client, know your 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 mm. buyers hopefully better than I do. But tell me what problems they're facing, mm. or 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 put them, or, or or put me in front of your buyers, and and I'll talk to them and just say what problems are you facing, and then from that, you produce content that really addresses those those sorts of issues. Mm. So if it, there's always issues in every industry where, you know, what I'd call the sort of issues at the fuzzy edge of people's thinking that they that they that they know they've got a real problem I don't know with recruitment or um, with um, or, or they keep losing people you mm. know in their in their in their business and 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 you know the my client would maybe trying to I don't know sell them some uh, engagement um, software for example mm-hmm. just for the sake of an example and and so the software itself if I'm honest, isn't particularly interesting. Mm. I mean, nobody's really interested in the soft software per se, but what they're interested in, what it does for their business, you know, what yeah. it, it does and what it what does it do. It kind of helps people, attracts people into the business, helps them stay in the business longer, makes them enjoy their job, makes them see the, a career path for themselves within that in that business. I mean, the software doesn't do all of those things, of course not, but, but what it does is it's part of that process where you're saying, you want your people to be engaged and stay in the business. Mm-hmm. This will help you, yeah. you know. And and so it's not really what I'd call a direct sell. It's about highlighting the issues that you um, are trying to solve for them. Does that does that yes. make sense? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So 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 that's kind of that's the main thing. So it's all about issues based content, and it could be a thought leadership paper. 
It could be a whole series of uh, blogs. Increasingly, I advise also advise people on their content strategy. Mm. So, you know, as somebody who's now worked in journalism and PR and in between the two, um, then I've got a pretty broad view on why some of their content may be working and why some of their content may mm-hmm. not be working. And then the other things I do are are actually I get kind of down and dirty with with, with CEOs who want to, I don't know, write a, a book or something or, mm-hmm. or, or, or write their own position paper, uh, you know, where I become the ghostwriter, if yes. you like. So sometimes I'm ghostwriting for them, you know, as in I'm writing the thing saying, what do you think about this? And they go, no, no, it's not, I don't, that's not what I meant and let's change this around. Or it works the other way where they have a first go at writing and I then jump in and sort of suggest ways that they could improve it yeah. you know it depends on the you know enthusiasm and ability of the of the of the of the author but I'm happy to play the ghostwriter or happy to have a byline you know I don't mind really but I, I my my passion really about it is that is that people in business you know they have a lot of them are very knowledgeable about what they're they're doing but they really struggle to get the content out of themselves yes and yeah. and so what am I doing for them I suppose I'm helping them kind of express themselves you know usually through words um yeah. and 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 just 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 helping them along so that they can feel more confident in their content confidence is a big thing for me because I also you know I, I just as a, a, a as a separate thing I sort of mentor other entrepreneurs now I've been doing this for a while and for me the mindset and confidence is becoming an increasingly fascinating area whether you're talking about helping them with their content or actually helping an entrepreneur get started as a, mm. as a business person yeah so let's let's turn to, to networking now then how yeah. do you use networking in your business it's it's indispensable really as a as a business uh, as a business tool for me I mean it's it's something you know that's I would have been probably, you know, funnily enough, when I was a journalist, where you'd think journalists would be good at networking, Mm. I was actually a sort of introverted journalist. And so on my journey, I was was the one who hated networking (laughs) originally. And, you know, so I would, I would go if I was sort of kind of forced to go yeah I mean but but I would I'd, I'd at that stage early in my career I was kind of I would just sort of prefer to sort of read a press release and think about it and you know and, and of course in those days you just used the phone a lot more yeah. and you were sort of phoning up so you but it was more of a form setting in terms of networking it took me a long time and uh, but then I kind of realized <laughs> that that actually that when you uh, went out and networked the, you actually picked up the most interesting stories mm. and you know and so you you went whereas in, you can as a journalist you can get very reliant on a sort of and perhaps a little bit lazy of this massive inflow of information that's coming in everyone wants to email you everybody wants to send you their press release you know and 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 you and you think that is the world and then you go out and you actually find the real people and the real mm. stories and so that's when networking became interesting for me as as a, originally as a sort of as a way to get better stories and then in its own right i think it became interesting because i realized that i wasn't going in to the, any networking situation this happened a bit more in the pr phase mm-hmm. of the career where where I, I i i actually found that 
you know, I was going in um, and and listening, and I started to do what I. And this may sound funny, Liz, but I, I became a better listener mm. when I was working in consultancy. When I was a journalist, you think journalists have to have big ears and listen, but um, but actually, I I realised that I'd only ever been listening for the headline yeah. that I was writing, yeah. or I'd be listening for the. Um, the quote, the soundbite, as they say now, you know, sort of th- that would work with the article the best. I wasn't really listening. Mm. And, uh, and then when I went into consultancy, I realised you had to really listen to what people's challenges were and and how to help them and how to solve it for them. And I thought, actually, I'm really enjoying this because I'm opening up my ears and I'm and I it kind of led to me taking a real and genuine interest in what people's challenges were. And then so when you, it's a bit like any kind of, thing that starts out as something like oh I think I should do this Mm -hmm. and then it becomes more passionate the more you do it and the more confident you get and now I don't and also the transfer of what networking meant to me it wasn't it started out as what can I get out of this yeah and then it became yeah I'm sure this is a familiar theme for you Liz that you know what it used to be what can I get out of this and now it's more like what can I give how can I help people yeah and 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 because at the end of the day you know, you, there, there's a bit of an enlightened self-interest because you tend to be helped by people who you have helped. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I just found that I got genuine enjoyment out of doing that. So networking became a, a pleasure, you know, yeah. for me. And then move forward to this business, because it was a pleasure and I'd built up, you know, built up people across journalism and, you know, a network of people across journalism and, and PR. It's been my indispensable source of revenue if you like you mm. know if I look down my sheet of people who I work with a lot of it is repeat business um from uh people that I've I've been working with for for years and that's very gratifying um that the people <laughs> they come back for more yep. and um um and and or if I it's new people then very often it's through a recommendation from the first bunch of people, yeah. and uh, so so the network is is absolutely indispensable. And when I think about like you know, LinkedIn for me, I mean it's different for everyone really, but for me LinkedIn is my way of of doing it. I just go onto LinkedIn, I just get chatty on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. and and so I, I don't necessarily follow everybody's posts or make sure I like you know fifty posts before mm-hmm. breakfast or something. It, it, but I I genuinely if I see something I'm really interested in I'll like it I'll comment on it. But a lot of the time I'm just chatting to people in a sort of ad hoc kind of way or yeah. you know so on. Um, that's the social media. But then getting out it's been more difficult obviously during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I was probably a little bit slow in getting back to the the network kind of real person face to face thing. Um, but I'm starting to move back up with back up with that now because I'm starting to see more real conferences sort of happening yeah. or in hybrid form. So it's a very long answer to your question. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all great. So you mentioned earlier that you do some coaching and mentoring for uh, for mm. other entrepreneurs. Yeah. Is networking something that you recommend to them? Yes, um, because I I think that um, that they probably underestimate. Almost universally, I say, underestimate the power of the network they already have. Mm. You know, they, they, you know, they might, you know, I don't know, they might go to their tired old LinkedIn profile, which has, you know, they've got only got twenty connections, and they haven't put their photo in there, and you know, and it, and it, and it looks like, and they'll think, I don't know many people, and that's not true, I think, because if you have to invest time, for example, in 
building up your sort of your your profile and, and network. I mean, this is sorry, this is advice. I should stress that I'm talking about on the on the uh, on the online side of things mm-hmm. first, and and so I'm always telling people that you're probably more much more closely connected than you think you are to people, and to mm-hmm. always, I always advise people to think about you know if they're starting up a business, for example, and they've got a specific market that they're targeting who they would love to be working with in five years' time and, 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 and then go and look those people up and see whether they're closely connected with those people mm. or not. And then work backwards. If, you, you know, if, you, if, if these people are like your third or you know, distant cousin sort of, <laughs> you know, sort of level of um, uh, uh, sort of relationship, then, then, then yes, obviously you're not going to reach them tomorrow. But but what what you what you tell them is you realise you do know somebody who knows them or know yes. that someone who knows yeah. someone who knows them and step by step you think about what's what's I'm am I looking for you know in in the longer term and what can I achieve in the short term and how can I bridge that gap if you like and you know in terms of in terms of getting the kind of work that you want and building that network it is a long term strategic thing which I find fascinating and I try and convey my enthusiasm for it to to other people and I think the same is on, in, is true in the offline world where um, it's not about climbing some sort of greasy networking pole mm-hmm. it's it's actually going out meeting people genuinely being interested in them trying to help them um, being interested in who they know and and then just building outwards from 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 there so I kind of put it across as a sort of you know, there's, there's there's a value in it, of course there is, but there's also a joy in yes. it. And and if you approach something with a sense of joy as to what you can give rather than what you can get, then then actually it becomes it becomes very easy, I think. Yes. So finally, then, Trevor, if anyone listening would uh, like to join your network, what's the best way for people to find you and get hold of you? Okay. Um, well, the best way is to find me on good old LinkedIn, mm-hmm. um, and it's. Trevor Meriden, so it's T R E V O R M E R R I D E N. You'll find me on that. I'd be delighted to um, uh, connect, and uh, and and and, and uh, that's probably the best way. Probably that's probably even better than uh, email. But I'll give you the email if if, if mm-hmm. that's okay. Which is Trevor dot Meriden, same spelling, um, at Meriborn Media. I'll explain that in a minute. M E R R I B O R N media.co.uk the Meriborn is is a combination of my name and my wife's surname when I was uh. setting up the, when I was setting up the um, uh, she's an Osborne and when I when I um, when I set up the business I had to find a way of persuading her that it was a good idea to do this <laughs> and uh, and that was part of my my tactic <laughs> a very good tactic I think well thank, thank you. you so much for being my guest today Trevor and um, hopefully I will I will keep in touch with you on LinkedIn and who knows maybe one day we might even meet at an in-person event yeah that would be that would be fantastic thank you Liz thanks for listening to small business big network If you found this podcast useful, please do rate, review and subscribe. And don't forget to share it with the rest of your network too.